Welcome to Five Blossom Radio with your host, Denise Richard. Five Blossom Empowerment is based on an unusual model for growth, combining elements of the arts, health, and spirituality. Now, here is Denise Richard with co-host, Kel Meissner. So, hello, welcoming you again to Five Blossom Gatherings. We're promoting here um, ancient wisdom, an old system that... Um, I guess is very special to us. Five Blossoms is a health management program that supports you to share in very practical ways solutions for personal and uh, for empowerment. With me here is Cal Meisner. Um, Cal, say hello. Hello. Thank you, Denise. Um, as you mentioned, we're here talking about Five Blossoms Gatherings which is a holistic health management model based on ancient traditional practices. And to recap, the five pillars or blossoms in this model are, number one, creative empowerment. So bringing energetic power into a physical form. Number two, development of a compassionate way of relating to yourself and to others. Number three, opening your mind and creating a mindful way of relating to yourself and others. Number four is expression of written words, so finding self-authorization. And the fifth one is embodiment, or the ability to develop a healthy relationship with the body based on care and compassion through the healing practices of Qigong and Tai Chi. So thank you, Cal. We think about the many transitions that we go through that ask us to shift our view of reality. And if we do our hearts justice and open our mind to change, we become masterful with identifying the needs and supporting our way through the shifts towards um, a better way of, of living. So we learn to help ourselves by working with practices in this model that offer a stable, a strong, and a vibrant solution for growth. So the five bro- this model, Five Blossoms Gatherings, it supports sustainability in care and it promotes also, well, this would mean a good way of health, obviously, but it also, it supports preventive medicine. It uh, promotes education in energetic care. It encourages the work of transformation, which is very unusual. So this is a very broad platform. We look at the work of, from many angles. It's a way of saying that if we look to your energetic health or to the energetic health of our, of our you know, family or community, uh, we look to see how delicate and yet how powerful uh, the making of health matters. Mm. So, so when you speak of energetic health, can you explain what, what you mean by that? Mm, yeah, okay. So let's take about, talk about how the average person we've mentioned doesn't really have a way of talking about this it's not a common way of speaking it's not a common way we don't learn it in school uh, it's it's just an unusual way of approaching our health care it's becoming more obvious to us that each person you and I though we may do similar things in life we may have a similar interest we have a very unique and distinct approach to the way we feel and to the way we, you know, hold the heart, may perhaps we have similar philosophies, but we all have our own our personal struggles and our challenges, and we all have to learn how to stay in alignment with it all. So, when you're looking at energetic health, we 
first promote that everybody is distinct and different in their experience. So the model doesn't say everybody's going to feel the same or we're all going to feel better and we're all going to do this. It's actually a way of, of offering a very small practice. And small is good here. It's important to talk about it and that we learn to hold as a way of observing and translating the experience into a format or into a way that we can share with others. So the first thing we we observe is that as you approach the relationship with the work, you look at the way that you hold compassion or kindness. So you take it as an example. I don't know anything about this model. I don't know anything about this work. If I approach it with care and kindness, it means that the experience I'm going to have, I'm going to hold to it as my experience. And you telling me I'm supposed to gain something from it isn't going to make the difference. The difference is going to be my experience and the ability to translate that experience in such a way where the energetics, the experience, how the felt sense, everything lines up in a way where I'm having an experience that's fruitful. Mm. So this model doesn't tell you how to feel, doesn't push you into any feeling, doesn't tell you that it just guides you like a child towards taking in what you need so you can maintain your health approach. And you spoke about the fact that many of us are not familiar with this concept of energetic health. Where does this come from? So this kind of this conversation is actually ancient because it's based on oral tradition. This work is not um, familiar to many people because we don't have volumes of 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 books or that teach this way. You'll find some well documented sources, but the tradition uh, is very old, and we're not reinventing anything here. It's something that's passed down. The work has been documented in ancient culture uh, long ago. Our last episode, we spoke um, to the principles and how it approaches through inquiry and how it approaches through a stable and heartfelt approach. It also, we talked about fluidity and the meaning of approaching the work with awareness and care. So what that did is it introduced the, the fact that it's a it's a way of guiding somebody uh, by sharing an experience of relating. And you, as I just mentioned, you can't tell somebody how they're going to do it. You can gently guide them into the experience. Say, well, tell me what you're feeling. How, is you, how are you experiencing that? So the challenge that we face is that the model asks you to not make it hard. The model asks you to make it really easy. And small practices are beautiful, so it completely defies most models for health that we have. The programming is, is sensitively set up so that you, the way the, the conversation works on first, let me explain a little bit about it and put you through the practice of it as the way through. The experience you gain guides you through a natural way of transformation. So teaching you a natural way means that you have to claim it in experience and in consciousness and awareness. Mm. And when you say easy does it, you know, with this model, I'm sure that would appeal to our listeners. It certainly appeals to me. 
because often we're talking, you've got to work hard and things have yeah, to be difficult. Right. But when you talk about transformation and empowerment through a model such as this one, how can a, a model be so easy yet lead to such powerful results? Well, I like to use the um, the analogy of the little gardener. You know, you when you, I'm, I'm into gardening, but not into the gardening in the way that a lot of people mo- would think about it. Gardening is like, taking something from nothing and creating something miraculously. There's a process of transformation and it's it's so sensitive and it's it's so fun. But with gardening you also you have to you have to see the soil and you also have to see the compost pile as 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 being crucial. That's that's the field in which we grow. So if you look at the concerns that we have, you see that the the garden needs the essence and the foundation for everything to grow. This practice, this model gives essence and gives a foundation for people to grow. So the, the, what, is the, what is the soil and what is the compost in this, in this kind of work is very particular. So the, the soil would be the, the field or the people you're gathering with and the, and the environment. But the compost would be that when you're working with the model itself, you're going to look at the patterns, the feelings, the experiences in the body, and some of it will be very pleasurable and some of it may not. But if you observe it, all of that which has to be translated or every anything that is looking for transformation will show itself. And just like the compost, it feeds the field. It's not something we're not we're not coming in with Mr. Clean or with with the Javex here and saying we're going to purify this and burn it all out. We're approaching the model as my system is so wise, my system is so brilliant that it knows how to take all this old material, just like we can take good compost and enrich the soil, as opposed to remove the compost and you're you're missing the primary ingredients for transformation. Love that. So if I hear you correctly, when you talk about compost in this situation, which again is related to our transformation or empowerment, you're, for the average person, you're talking about you know, old material, old energy, our habits, our beliefs. That's right. That's right. So yes, it doesn't, we, we work to think that if we just throw it out, like it's the whole we use, we use um, issue um, in recycling. We're using this old energy as a way to create new energy as opposed to saying, well, I'm just going to get rid of my energy. No, energy is energy. It's all part of the package. So if we go to a massage therapist and you say, please, I really need to relax. So yes, it's a pleasurable experience. You get a nice, good massage. And that's a really important part in our culture to be able to touch and relate. But this model adds to that and tells you how, how do you relate to your own energetic patterns so that you can learn to de-stress on your own. You can learn how to access those patterns and learn new ways of modeling your energetics so that you can build more energy as opposed to be exhausted all the time. So like the old experience of everybody's got the, you know, the, the cupboard where they throw everything in or the little the little counter space. The junk drawer. The junk drawer, yeah. And so that junk drawer is important to everybody. I mean, I, I have a good one. If I let that junk drawer build and build and build and build and build, after a while I'm going to look at it and go, okay, where where did I put Oh, it's somewhere in there. So, oh, I don't know. I'll go out and buy myself a new one because mm-hmm. I can't find it anymore. So 
all of that material could be reused in a way energetically for your transformation. So this approach is we don't throw anything out. What we do is we observe it, and the system is wise enough, and we'll train you and teach you how to make use of that old material and how to let go of the old material. That does So the transformation is potent, as is compost. And it needs a way of being integrated and a way of being respected. And it's a way of working through what we what we need to relate to. And some of it's going to be important and some of it won't. But the most important thing is that the practice doesn't do any harm to us. The practice is gentle and the language of transformation is personal. And the ignore, ignoring the pain or ignoring that information isn't helpful to us in this model. So in general, the program, the one size fits all, yes. A general practice, easy, small, that's fine. But it demands a way of relating that's personal. And it's personal to the body. It's personal to the mind. It's personal to the heart. So we learn to identify in the practice our felt senses, our personal needs, You learn to identify how your intuition works for you and how to respect it. When it says something, you learn to listen to that little voice. You learn to observe the habits in your practice and the patterns. Those are two different things for us. Also, your way of relating. Because sometimes when you get to certain experiences, you'll want to run away. Or you may not want to, you know, you might start noticing you don't speak very well to yourself. So you have to learn to re-parent yourself in the inside and hold yourself kindly and allow for the transformation to happen. So there are three areas in the body that are well known. And these areas of the body kind of configure in such a way where it's like a cauldron. So which areas would those be? Well, you, yeah, you have the, the base, yes. you have the midsection, you have the upper body. It's, okay, so each, each of these areas of the body are familiar to us. And, you know, yeah, we all have them. But there's a very specific energetic power in each one. And each, when they're aligned, when they're opened, when they're in flow, all that creates a cauldron for transformation. That's a big ticket. To get there, we want to learn more about our personal energetics and how to, how to hold them carefully. So as an example, with the new gardener, everything I just spoke about, all of that sensitive power that we want to claim we use in order to grow our personal garden. I will need to understand about my environment, where is it good, about the compost, all that material, and how these work together and respect respect them. Because the synergy of these is what creates the consciousness and the awareness of what we need to do. So we build our energetic platform. Mm-hmm. So we all have an energetic platform that has needs. And how do you access it? How do you respect it? How do you respect others in that platform? And how do you make it grow? Mm-hmm. How do you hold so that it, it can actually hold a stronger, a more vibrant energy and can take you through experiences that you might need support? So you talk about compost. And again, in the context of transformation, compost could be old beliefs or patterns of the way I feel about mm-hmm. myself. It sounds like that's pretty sensitive work to work through when I'm looking at these old areas. What if I... What if I don't want to address those things? I don't want to look at the dark stuff. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to look in the junk drawer. I don't want to look in the junk drawer, and I don't want it to be hard. Yes. That's another one. I don't want it to be hard. So, understandably, we don't like pain. And understandably, 
the the common person, no, I don't want you to mess with me. <laughs> so this this model really respects that. Um, it's 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 good for that. It's a holistic teaching to respect the whole person. But let's say for an, as an example, you have um, a high degree of tension in the body, and I just talked about the the going to the massage therapist, and she can do some, or he can do a little bit of work on that for you. The roots of that tension are are not known to you maybe consciously. It takes time for us to learn how to access those areas that are not fluid anymore. So all the experiences that you would have had from youth up into your old age, they accumulate in the body. And the model teaches you how to sensitively unload the program without doing anything but Understanding, as I just said, that um, the the at first, if the model isn't familiar, it might take a little bit of time. It might take a little bit of respect and a little bit of repeating in order for you to get a sense or an experience of it being easy and not hard. So each person is unique in how and, and how they find the, this experience, how they find this growth. And the more delicate the need, the greater the need for heart. The need, the greater the need for you to learn that if I approach my program, if I approach my family, if I approach um, those who I work with on any level uh, with kindness and with heart, I'm probably going to get a better outcome. And when thing, when you approach your personal health program and you, you approach it with that level of respect, and you're trained to do that then the outcome will likely be positive, regardless of how much material you have to face. Mm. So if I want to improve my wellness and Mm -hmm. increase my consciousness and do all the things that you spoke of, how does a model such as Five Blossom Gathering help me work through the sensitive work, these sensitive issues that may be required for that transformation? Well... Looking at a model is 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 a for some people it's a lot of fun because they work on on the essence of I want to see a bigger picture. Um, this model to me is very important because there aren't too many models that um, play with this or work in this way. When you ha- don't have a compass and you're curious, how do you find your way? How how are you going to do that? You have to ask yourself some questions. Am I willing to face whatever I don't know? So, so am I willing to, to tell myself the truth? And am I willing to be kind? So that's the first thing this model will offer you. But if you're looking at a model, you want to ask yourself, is the practice or the way of health genuinely kind and respectful? Is it respectful to my body and is it respectful to my senses? Is it affordable? Is it sustainable? Is it repeatable? But does it affect others with kindness. If, if you can say yes to all of this, then you likely have a model that's going to care for you properly and that's going to care for you on a big level, not just a personal level. It's going to be able to be shared with others because you to share, we're usually inspired. To share is because you know something good is happening here. The garden's growing. Come and share. I have food for you. So mm. that's usually where the model takes you. Well, and I think those are great questions to ask. Like, is it affordable? Is it sustainable? Um, does the five blossom model hold a person respectfully in these ways or does, well, does the answer yes to these questions? Well, yes, of course. That, we, yeah, I mean, it sounds like a, a strange question, but a lot of time 
when you're working on a training system, our model is geared towards youth and it's also geared to specific groups. For the average person, a model for, for training uh, holds, an, holds a no pain, no gain uh, kind of format. And here, this, this model doesn't work because we're, work, we're looking at transformation. It doesn't mean that we can't work with that kind of strong model for training. But this one approaches it from that attitude of taking the body through an experience that's gentle. If, if, I, have a, if I say that it's good, it's because it's sustainable of, of promoting health care. Well, and we've said this a few times, continually, actually, we talk about this being a sustainable, holistic model for health. Can you, like, explain what that means? What does that look like? Tell us more about that. So you're looking at sustainability. It's a, it's a buzzword now. We're, we're in a very big change, I think, if we're looking at, like, climate change and we're looking at um, health in... Um, okay. And what happens is the, the format... Um, that we use teaches you that uh, the senses of the body uh, are what help us and not do harm. So it asks for minimal intervention from the teacher and it puts the person at the center of the work. So it empowers a person to hold their own boundaries. I've talked before about, um, about compassion and the power of it. The reason compassion is so important to us is that it it forces us to look to what is good. And I mean forces us, meaning if I choose compassion as a model and I start um, looking at the the core issues, I'm going to find those boundaries that are going to say no. So as I've mentioned, Minimal intervention from the teacher, meaning I give you the cues, you go and do your work, you gain the experience, you're at the center of the work, and it allows you and anybody else who's in this work to gain awareness, so everybody's gaining awareness together, and nobody's manipulating anybody else, so we're like those little buds in Mm. the wind, you know, on that tree where everybody's actually enjoying the field. And the, 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 the beauty of existing without being distressed. So it allows for the group, allows for no manipulation. It protects the group because everybody's in a field that's kind and generous. And the group gains. So that, to me, allows for the garden to grow. That's sustainable. That we can repeat and repeat and repeat and always find the same value. So we can come back to, to this model and we will always find that there's a place that's kind, that there's a place of, to exist without, you know, being, mm. without being distressed. Well, in the essence of this, it sounds like it points towards a gentle holding for everyone. So the kindness and care that it holds for the group. Um, but you also, I've heard you say before that this is a growing green practice. So what do you mean by that when you say that? Well... I think the the idea again of of sustainability and green models means that uh, we can continue to grow in it with the least amount of intervention, the least amount of input. That it's natural within our system. That we it's utterly practical. That it can be done anywhere. That in other words, you don't have to go to a gym. You can do it at home. You can do it at work. That it can actually uh, support. 
basic standing, basic, you know, learning how to, to grow your own anything, really. It teaches you how to stand. I have a story where I, I, um, I've been given these practices over 30 years, and I remember one particular tiny little little standing practice I was given, and it was because my little legs were were not so connected, and they need a little bit more, um, a little bit more grounding, a little bit more connection. It's, it's, sorry to interrupt, but the practice you're referring to in this case, I think, is one of the five blossoms, which is really the embodiment, or in this case, I That's think, right. Qigong, correct? That's right. It would be a little Qigong practice, yes. and I was given, and I was just told, you just go stand there, bend your knees a little bit, put your arms like this, okay? Now, just breathe and see if you can relax into your body. Just be there for me. And, of course, I, I start to immediately feel the challenges of that well I didn't last for five minutes and it was pretty distressing because I'm, I'm young I'm vital I look healthy but I can't do this work very easily so here's the it's hard business coming through and I go to um, an, have an experience with another teacher now this teacher was a was a was a master in this area and uh, you, the kind of person that you couldn't help but feel Oh, that's better. I just feel happy being here. You know, just that kind, generous. So to my, you know, dismay, he says, we're going to take this tiny little posture. And I'm going, I'm not going to make it. I'm not going to make it. It's like, you know, standing there. He says, 20 minutes. And I'm going, oh, I'm going to hurt. It's going to hurt. Well, no, it was the complete opposite. It was able to support a trans. He was able to transport it in a way of supporting the letting go, the release of the stress, or whatever the fear was, his kindness, his gentleness were so apparent that all of a sudden 20 minutes is up and I felt like a million bucks. I felt like I had, I had won something over, which was this, um, this ability to stay with myself, this ability to stay grounded. There was a very strong change in my relationship with my energetics on that day. Beautiful. So... The little bud that appears is really important to us. That was a really big bud that showed that I had discovered a way of kindness that translated and helped me let go of a lot of stress, a lot of concern that I couldn't, I couldn't put into words. Well, we talked about at the beginning the five different blossoms, so creative empowerment, etc. That's right. What does it take, like what helps each of these little buds blossom when, when you talk about the little bud? What does it take to... Oh, that's an that's that's a delightful moment when we start seeing that there's a potential fruit. A gentle a, a, attention to the daily practice um, has taken and provides the results. So what I was describing is I hadn't been practicing that little thing, and he showed me that the kindness and the consideration of the group helps hold us into offering a little bit more support so we can get beyond our challenges or our, our stresses. So the, the, the fruit is visible when the natural process is taken. And so the actual blossom is a way of holding uh, it all together. It's a natural pro- process of working with the practices and gaining the awareness. Wonderful. All right. So we just have one minute to break, but another quick question. Why aren't most of us aware of this kind of work? Because we're used to being told how we're going to feel, first of all. And this is a model where we're going to tell ourselves 
the way through, rediscover our own way through. And the awareness that we gain through the experience of it is our fruit. So you can tell me, yes, that's the first step. This is good for you. It could be really good for you. But only through the experience of it and only through managing it yourself will you be able to tell me, yes, I have experiences. It's good for me. Mm. And that awareness is not something I can give you. It's something you have to claim on your own. So we're going to take a break here for a minute and uh, we'll be back and open the lines in a bit. We'll let you know uh, listening in and hopefully receiving calls. Thank you for that. And I have many more great questions to ask. Okay. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Five Blossom Gatherings is the website and program from Denise Richard. By visiting fiveblossomgatherings.com, you'll find out more about Denise's professional Tai Chi and Qigong services. Explore her website and view works of art and much more. You can book healing and counseling sessions with Denise. She works with clients who have health interests and concerns. Her programs include knowing your whole body, self-care for your health, and inspiring wholeness. Visit fiveblossomgatherings.com today. Build a better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. You are listening to 5 Blossom Radio. Connect with the program today by calling in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Or send an email to 5blossomgatherings at gmail.com. Now, back to 5 Blossom Radio. All right, welcome back. And as promised, I have many great questions to ask Denise, our host, so... Kind of picking up where we left off uh, just before the break. So we're talking about this model, holistic health model that includes these ancient practices. So if I don't have any experience with this type of model, like you mentioned, many of us have not experienced this. What's possible by doing this kind of work? What can one expect? Well, there's three potential outcomes actually that I can see. One is you might say, hmm, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. And that, that'll give you a certain amount of power, a certain amount of juice. Or you can say to, um, I'm not intrigued because I have no interest. Okay? So that's probably a not for me. Mm-hmm. Okay. But then there's another one, which is, well, I'm intrigued. I have an interest. You know what? I can imagine it. And I bet you if you can say, I can imagine this, it means that there's already a way that our energetics are actually talking to each other. So the the third possibility offers or speaks to a degree of connectivity to the model. Mm-hmm. And if you're connected to the model, you're connected to the model. Right. It's kind so of meaning, if I hear you correctly, if I, if I can c- connect with the idea, like, ah, I like the idea of mm-hmm. a model that will help me take my own health into account, if I can have some sort of experience of it in my own body through or just imagine, Qigong, yeah. or just imagine that, yeah. then the transformation is likely possible or it's a model that 
will likely work for me. It could have some benefit for you. So the, the groundwork we do is first on a mental level where I talk about it a little bit. So you have to, you know, listen up and you go, okay, I have a seed now of an idea. And that sets us up for more like the soil as I mentioned, and the material to be composted have a field in which to interact. Otherwise, there's no grounding. Gotcha. So if we look at the model, we see that it really supports personal work. And it kind of goes back to a question I asked earlier, but how do we manage all this when it's hard? Like when, or, or it's the perception is it's hard because the transformation sounds like a difficult thing. Mm-hmm. I think I want to take it away from, from the hard pit. I think we're going too far on the hard pit here. It's actually the easiest thing you've ever done. If I, I, if I show you it's so easy that it puts you in a position of saying, oh, it's hard because I'm used to doing, 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 doing. There's a little bit of doing here. We can give some very gentle little ways of, of keeping you busy on a physical level. It's not like we don't do, but what we engage is the openness of mind and the and the you know the heart centered approach which is the kindness um, so it's really the process of teaching that as you have probably heard more and more and more that the the way that you approach anything is probably going to be the outcome so if I approach this practice this tiny thing with gentleness I'm going to receive something back of, of value. This is an all-around healthy program, and it high, highlights utter simplicity. So if you choose to have an experience and learn this model, you're likely to attract kindness. So if you choose this model, uh, it works with basic values that will promote care and reflects nature, as I talked. I used the garden example because... You know, like you might like tulips, and I might like butterflies, and so everything. There's there's some there's there's something for everybody in it, and you can hold to the specifics of it, but you can hold to the general idea that we're working together. So it's a natural way of compassion, and it it reflects nature as the trees exist without violence, and the animals have their place in nature, and so it it gives you a way of existing that is um, respectful to your needs. It helps us also reconnect with our creative power. So nature is the most creative form, or the, 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 if you look at nature, it's continually creating itself. And it reflects that power. So it puts you at the edge of your existence and it teaches you to coexist. So that would be, reflect the green way of living that, I, that you're asking about. So as the example given, because I've chosen that in the name of my, of my product, of my, my business, the blossom, is the blossom kind? Is the blossom powerful? Is the blossom healing? Is the blossom soothing? All of this to me is real. If I look at a blossom, I can find that it really does show a greatness, and only nature can provide that. It's way beyond us. It's, it's a much bigger picture. And you've mentioned in the past that this is based on an old way or an ancient practices. So what does that way entail? Ancient, old, it means that we're not recreating the wheel. This is, this is given and passed down. I'm not trying to take something and create an updated version of it. I'm not trying to fix it. 
meaning that it's a tried and true process, but it also is not, it's not extra special, it's normal. I'm not trying to make it special in that sense. Nature is special, yes. I'm special, yes. But is it special? No. It has that general, it's just basic, basic, basic. It also teaches you that if you can repeat it and you repeat it and you repeat it, as nature repeats and repeats and repeats, you'll get something. Every season gives something new that you may never have seen. So you follow that way of life, that way of living, and it really does teach you about who you are and about what your life's about. So an ancient model is supported by human nature. In other words, the the thousands of years have shown that it's stable and dependable. The model is easy. It's physically not demanding. Uh, it's a way of meditation in, for many people. Uh, it's uh, It teaches us to um, let go of our concerns, and it teaches us to practice uh, a way that doesn't do any harm or any damage, as I mentioned. Mm. So, let's see if there's any callers for today. Yeah, so for those that may be listening and have questions about this type of work or what the value is, uh, we'd love to hear from you. Okay, um, it actually looks like we uh, will wait that for a moment for a call or see if they're in the queue. So back to one of the questions I had, though, were um, what are some of the obvious benefits to to a gentle practice such as Qigong or, you know, a, a brief Tai Chi practice like you talk about? Well, we can reclaim those that question. What does a practice give? I think I would like to maybe share an experience, an amazing experience that um, would probably give some of the, the, you know, a cure to some of the benefits. Um, I remember once I was traveling in Europe. And, uh, you know, when you're traveling and you don't know where you're going, it's one of those perfect exa- perfect experiences of teaching you, am I paying attention? Am I grounded? Uh, am I able to stay healthy and well? I mean, it really has, an, it's an example of the, the bigger picture on that question. So here I am in this small village, uh, trying to get to this very small village. And I'm, I'm with a friend and we're driving. And all of a sudden, there's a huge, huge thunderstorm. Such a huge thunderstorm that we could hardly drive our car. I mean, it was just that kind of. So that experience alone, has, has it ever happened in life where you're actually in this situation where things are happening at such an intensity where you have to stay really quiet, really grounded, and have to face what's happening, right? So we get to our destination. But that moment of, wow. So I kind of went into this very soft, quiet place. Oh, well, yeah, there's a thunderstorm. Oh, yeah, we'll get there. We have a timeline. I hope I get there. Okay, we're going to get there. We get there. Find out we're at the wrong station. Our train is at another station. Of course, this is typical when you have, you know, a European town with more than one station that you didn't know about. So you can see that the stress starts getting to me. I'm in the train station, the wrong station, and I'm standing there and I'm going, wow, what am I going to do? So here my senses open up. I pay attention. I sit quietly for a moment. I look around the room. Now, train stations are busy places. 
I could, I can go to the counter. It's got 10 Q. I could go to the ticket counter. It's got 15 Q. And I'm aware when I look up at the board, I'm not on the plane. I'm not on the, I'm not, I'm not on the platform. My, 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 my train's not there. So I'm going, oh, and I, I ask for a moment, okay, what do my senses want to do? I walk up quietly to the queue of people at, at the ticket counter. I take a breath. I look. I scan. And what do I do? I say, does anybody speak English? Somebody steps forward. Yes, I do. I say, this is my ticket. Where would you like me to go? And the person says, you have five seconds. Walk through that door. Right on the other platform, your train will be right there. So take that little train. So I take the person by the hand who I'm with, and I walk through the door softly. I walk onto the train. It takes me to the next station, and boom, everything's in two. That was like a five-second walkthrough. So the experience of Qigong in that moment, I'd been, I'd been practicing Qigong for a good 20 years by that time. The person I was with sat there completely, I have no idea, no idea what to do, how to go, how to move. And it's not like this experience, you know, is an everyday experience. You're completely out of your element. You don't know how to interface. But I used my heart. I was kind. I was gentle. I was respectful. I approached it mindfully. I walked practically, and I got my answer. Mm-hmm. So to me, it felt like a miracle. But no, that's Qigong. Right. That's the way of the health model. You yeah. stay kind. You stay clean. Well, and it sounds like if I may recap in my own words, it sounds like it allowed you to stay calm and centered in an otherwise stressful situation, which we're faced with probably on a daily basis. In- That's right. That's right. So you can all, I can also give you um, an experience of having uh, this. This is a very strong story where because of my interest in training, I'm familiar with, uh, with the, the strength and the dedication that it takes uh, for training. In our, in our present model, we have training or a setting up of training in a such a way like, at, like athletes when they train. It's a very, very, very strong experience. And it's the, sci- it's the science behind it is very, very strong. Well, I um, was speaking to somebody who had, was in training um, and they had told me about a trainer in, uh, in another province who was working with the Olympians and this person had written a paper uh, because they had discovered as a trainer that athletes or people who are that sensitive and that finely tuned, they, when they come up against stress, um, it's always a delicate matter because they've spent years putting themselves in a position of being so finely tuned. So you arrive at the edge of the container, and it's not that difficult to hit the wall. You can imagine what training can do to the body. So this one particular uh, athlete had hit the wall, and in that concern, uh, the trainer pulled the athlete back and said, "Um, you're not going to work on that hard model right now. You're going to go to this model, which was the model that we're working with, and you're going to practice this, and you're going to let whatever's going on integrate. Hmm. And what happened was this person t- was taught how to interface this very gentle, practical, mindful way of approach with the training program that he had. So this particular trainer was actually 
in re- reinvesting an old model into what we do now for training. So, so what was the particular physical practice that this athlete this pra- they, they, they were given a qigong, a healing practice. Ah. It's a very soft, mindful practice. And it, it, it could also be that, you know, you're given a tai chi. It's, it depends on the person. These two practices are distinct in that the, the healing practice of tai chi is for offering a certain kind of benefit in the body, whereas the tai chi, uh, qigong, whereas tai chi offers a general experience. But they both slow things down. And they both stay teach you to stay connected in and with the body. So here, the the the, the surge of power that an athlete would need to produce, you don't you can't just stop training. Mm-hmm. So the slowing it down and being mindful of whatever that surge is, and being able to integrate the volume of energy, the volume of consciousness coming through, and being able to, you know integrated into the soil kind of thing so they can stay with the program. That to me was so exciting to hear that this kind of work is being done at that edge. It's not everybody. It's, it's, it's specialized because it has to be taught properly. Mm, beautiful. So as, as we age, especially this, I mean, that's athletes are usually young. Right. And 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 right. and they've got the vitality to push at that level, but they also may have the interest and the open-mindedness. Mm-hmm. But for adults who are you know well into their older age, um, the body isn't interested in pushing, and it's very easy to get overwhelmed when you're older. Uh, the benefits of a of a tai chi or or a qigong uh, keep us well. I remember looking at. Uh, uh, somebody saying to me, pay attention, pay attention to the way of approach. Uh, if the way of approach suits you, then you're probably going to get good results from it. So what we do with this is we pay attention to what helps the healing. So what kind of commitment do you, can you give to that? Sharing the experience and holding it in a personal way we've talked about and allowing for the model to share. So you, you, you gain respect for the teacher because the teacher helps you stay within the model itself. It's easy to pop out. It's like, you know, anybody who's practiced meditation, you do your 20-minute mindfulness in the morning and you go to work and you can easily come back going, boy, did I lose that five minutes later. Mm-hmm. That can happen relatively easy. But when you practice it in the body this way, it's easier to hold too. And there's, easier, there's ways of finding that five-minute practice that helps you reclaim it. Because it is a physical practice, you can actually see yourself practicing it throughout the day. So for elders, it's it's a really it's a lovely way to stay connected and you know reclaim mobility or or maintain mobility because you can move with it. You can take it wherever you are. So you gave the example of the the professional athlete and probably doing some sort of strong physical training, whether that's CrossFit, whatever it is. And I think when they talk about training, we also talk about the importance of rest and recovery. Yes, that's right. Or or and alternating it with some other type of practice. So mm-hmm. it occurs to me, and, and maybe if I'm not a professional athlete, but in addition to my gym routine or whatever it is I'm doing physically, would this be a good augment to that? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I've, I've, I've had a lot of experience with training, and uh, this changed my life. 
because it gave me the the quiet, the downtime in a certain way where I could actually feel like I was paying attention and taking care of the the more delicate, the more sensitive parts of of my needs as a person. Um, and the you know was able to supplement then with other experiences that were you know, more demanding and required more energy when I wanted and when I needed to. So even in in my 60s, now I can say I can go play a game of badminton and stay you know at the, at the top of it because my body's fluid, and that's a pretty exciting thing. I don't have to do hard hard training to stay strong and stay grounded and my bone mass there's another thing is that the heart rate does accelerate very very slightly with these practices so there is a certain amount of cardio but the cardio has an effect on the system that teaches it to work with the stress in a soft way and it's different than the other models we have the other thing is the bones because we were taught to give the weight to the body differently um, there's there's less concern for for bone bone issues as we age. So there's there's it's it's shown. I remember my Tai Chi teacher 30 years ago tapping his two wrists together like this. He says it actually is the most practical work because it teaches the bones to ma- maintain density, mm. and it's a very very sensitive issue in our culture. It sounds like there would also be a much lower risk for injury with practices such as these. Because you're paying attention, because you know where your feet are. Because you know that if your hands and your feet are, are, are you know, within your range of awareness, you're probably going to do something with, 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 with more awareness. So that's, that's yeah, you know, where are my feet? Okay, where are my, where are my hands? You know, it, it takes mm. some, some of that concern away. Okay, so we, we've talked about kind of the training benefits of a system such as this. We, I want to go back to, we talked earlier about healing and in particular using a model such as this one to help heal and transform. How do we learn to heal? What does that look like? I can talk about that in a, in a couple of ways. I'm going to talk about an experience that I had that brings it in on a professional level. I think that might be informative. When you're working with um, healers, people who work uh, with the intention of caring for others, so it could be doctors, but it could also be just service workers, people who are there to care, there's a there's an important piece that starts to happen. I once worked in this kind of format where I worked with a group of people, and my work was to teach this kind of work, this this model, of course, to teach the practical physical models. But then once the practical physical model is, then you teach the the way of of creating a field that actually holds compassion for the group. So when the field is created. And people know the boundaries of that field. The, the wisdom of the field takes hold. So you see that the, the mindfulness factor comes in where there's, 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 there's a consideration for the fact that everybody is there with a, with a, similar, uh, a similar approach to holding care. So you start respecting each other differently. And the healing practice, the healing power, is the holding of it all. So what is healing? It's, it's, the, it's, it's looking at and receiving um, a way of relating to everybody. 
it, it's, it's a way of managing yourself so that you can receive the field from everybody else. So, for instance, in that context that I was working professionally, let's say somebody was, you know, highly tuned, very good at what they were doing. But if they hold their energetics only for themselves and don't care for the greater field that they're working within, they're, they're only promoting their own healing program. Here we want to make it inclusive. It's an inclusive approach. That creates a field, just like the field of earth, that's extremely, extremely potent. And the healing process, that magical, that mysterious thing that starts to happen, is really important to us personally, but it's important to us collectively. So what I would like to do is take that question that you just said and say, in our next podcast, or coming up, we will talk more about the mystery of that and how does it work energetically and how can we promote it in our lives in a way that isn't so much special but natural. How can we help healing in a community that's gone through a very strong spirit or, you know, we have all kinds of community situations, but this kind of program teaches that kind of mindfulness. Beautiful. And maybe um, one last question then for today. We, You also, in fact, it kind of dovetails on what you just said, is talking about practices to heal our oneself, but also that these practices often are done as a group or done collectively. So, oh, Do you ever see in the park, you know, people doing Tai Chi? I mean, that's the most common thing you see, but they do Qigong too. And that's, 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 that's been going on forever. To be able to have a place you can just go sit there and open your heart and connect in in silence and enjoy. I mean, we know that place, right? We can You can see people doing yoga. You can see people. But when you can do it outside in the park and you can do it without having to pay fees and when you can do it in a way that it's, in, it's part of the invitation, you're allowed to go join and just be there. That's a powerful experience in a community and that I would like to see more of. Mm-hmm. There used to be uh, in Vancouver a place where um, I remember 30 years ago, it was a sea of people doing it in various ways. And unfortunately, that is not quite at the same, same level. It's still there a little bit. but uh, So we've lost a little bit of that grounding. It would be nice to see more of that again. Mm-hmm. And just really quickly, when do we gather? Like what, what's, what's the best way to go about that? Well, we have programs coming up and uh, fiveblossomgatherings.com. You can take a look at that. Uh, the, the details are not set up yet because we're working on how, how to gather that together. But uh, you can go through uh, and take a look at the simplicities of small, small little programs. Perfect for somebody who doesn't know anything. But at those who know a little bit, it's a little, there's some more advanced stuff. And, um, yeah, that's Great. Well, thank you so much. Again, it's been a, such a pleasure talking about a model such as this one, I think is exciting. And, you know, when we talk about five blossom gatherings and the five different pillars or again, you know, creating empowerment, developing compassion for people, opening your mind and creating a mindful way of relating to others and yourself, expression of written word, and finally the physical embodiment or things like Tai Chi and Qigong. I think it's very exciting. Thank you. So, yeah, I do too. And it's, it's totally, totally, um, pleasurable and thanking you for your presence today and for you know helping with with the work of asking the right questions so we can get to some answers great thank you so much and thank you to our listeners and uh, we'll reconvene next week thank you 
Thank you for joining us this week for Five Blossom Radio with Denise Richard and co-host Cal Meissner. Please tune into our next program. We're live every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we speak again, may you have a harmonious week.